following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts. Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Here we go, boys. It is draft week coming to you live from the SWBC Mortgage Bedroom here in Frisco, Texas. Shannon Gross with my sidekicks, Nate Newton, Jesse Holly. What's up? And coughing Kurt Daniels. Kurt's yo, yo. been coughing oh. all morning. No, don't start us, him with that. He don't tells us he's got that. a clean bill of health and he's okay. How are things? How are, So you had a checkup recently, Kurt. How are things? Are you yeah. good? No, I'm good. Doing all right. You know? Yeah. Can't complain. Everything, everything's where Every, it should be. Everything's functioning everything's, properly. Yeah, I think so. So far, so good. Yeah, doing everything right. firing off the way it need to, Kurt. You didn't need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not oh, no complaints right now. Package delivered to you. <laughs> oh yeah, that was nice. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Speaking right. of, I don't see you guys because I don't have the stream pulled up, but I have on my ears what heaven must sound like. I received a pair of Bose noise-canceling headphones. I think the number on them is 700. And not only are they comfortable, but these are the best, like, hearing things I have ever put on my ear. Do you guys have yours on? Oh, yeah. They're amazing. Thank you, Bose. Hey, I'm going to say thank you, Bose. We kind of got a little crossed up on mine. Um, Mm -hmm. My, I, I remember I wanted the headphones, and my wife uh-huh. told the, the young lady that we, I wanted buds because she see me with these buds on. But I, uh-huh. you know, I wanted earphones, and they was having problems with the buds. So probably next week I have mine. But man, I saw y'all's on the um, deal. Nice, nice. So uh, nice. Jesse, you got yours yeah, on. Yeah, nice, man. Wow. Yeah, I got mine on, man. Like the Bluetooth action and everything. I love it, man. Yeah, I, I take I my walks Jesse. with them on. I love it. The sound is great. The noise cancellation is great. You know, the thing that I'm trying to feel here before Kurt say something is uh, <laughs> why I get the feeling, Jesse, you trying to block everybody out anyway with the noise canceling so that when people won't call your name, man, don't do that. Yeah. You, need, you don't need to run around with those on. <laughs> I learned that from the school of Nate Newton. <laughs> I hear you, my brother. Yeah. Wow, boy, I look bad. I look bad. I need to get a haircut. Wow, jeez. Wow, but anyway, Kurt, how you doing? I'm doing well. It's good to see you guys again. You guys ready for this draft? I'm ready, man. I am ready. More than ready. Yeah, all right. Shannon, you okay over there? Not hearing anything. Everybody on cut. Ah, we hey. lost Shannon on the WebEx. Nice. Go All right, so we got the draft. Kurt, where are we going? We lost let's, we got let's the keep, draft coming up. So, I let's mean, keep the show uh, going. I'm back. I'm back. Oh, he's back. All right. We're just getting ready to talk draft, oh. Shannon. What do you think? Let's go. Go with it, Kurt. Let's go. Talk. All right. All right. So, we got uh, the 17th pick. What are you feeling? You got a certain position you're liking? Sounds like a uh, few guys are Start starting with to step you, to the Jess. forefront in the mock draft. Start with you, Jess. 
Is we lost Jesse? Safety or corner. Safety or corner. Safety or corner. And we're not going it's, safety or corner in this first pick in the NFL draft. I think we're doing ourselves a disservice. You know what, though? But C.J. Henderson has been the one that's been slotted over the last few weeks. And they talking about Atlanta moving up just to get this C.J. Henderson. So uh, I'm with you, man. Uh, we, we need uh, some type of corner, some type of safety, man. If And if all else fails, we need that uh, that, that edge or that chase some kid at LSU and they've got a linebacker. Here at uh, Oklahoma, uh, I'm not one not uh, mispronounce his name and not say it right. So they got a kid at Oklahoma that's a good outside linebacker. So it's a lot of defensive players out there. But I'm with you, Jesse. Uh, corner and safety should be a, a, a just a need, a hungry, hungry need for us. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of these mock drafts that have Chase on following us and us taking him. Jesse, you wouldn't you wouldn't be okay with that? I'm okay with it. I, I still think there's other needs that we need to address. Um, if we don't, if we don't understand that this thing is going to be a passing league and we got to be able to defend the back end, we're, we're going to find ourselves in a situation again where going up against the top quarterbacks, we're we're not going to be able to 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 hold up. I think people funny. are going to start really missing Byron Jones. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but what if, like, Henderson's gone? It sounds like the, the secondary cornerbacks, you know, might be a little deeper than your edge rushers. I mean, would you would you rather take a guy that can get to the quarterback on that defensive line? I've seen Chase on. I've seen Kenlaw, defensive tackle, thrown in there some to us. I've seen Henderson. Uh, McKinney, the safety, is a, a name that's been in a few mock drafts to us. I mean, That's who I like the most. That. Uh... The McKinney kid is who I like out of Alabama the most. Uh, uh, both uh, the, the kid at LSU, he needs to be a better open field tackler and McKinney. But they say a guy that can line up in the slot, he can line up on outside receivers, he can stand back in the hole is the Xavier kid. And, and the McKinney kid, that's what I, that's what we need. We need an all-around safety because – and I'm not saying what this coaching staff needs or want because we don't know what they, what they, they desire. But I would like that all-around athlete – that can play multiple di uh, deals and multiple sub packages. We need safeties that are not leaving the field. In the last few years, we've had too many safeties leaving the field, and that and and, and maybe that's why they have always thought this is one a position of need. But if you got a, a a safety that can play multiple positions and slide down in the slot, now you can uh, if you can ever get that guy in here, now you now you can start looking at that front end a little bit more with a few more picks. Yeah, so, so our, uh, our DallasCowboys.com writers, let me run through. They released their mock draft, I believe, last week. Um, Dave Hellman's got us taking uh, Delpit from, from uh, LSU, the safety. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's Dave Hellman, Of course though, right? Dave does. That, yeah, that, that's Dave looking out for his homeboy. That's Dave looking out for his homeboy. Nick's got the us best. taking uh, the safety out of Alabama, McKinney. Rob's That's the man. Go, Shannon. Go. Rob's got uh, got us taking Henderson out of the cornerback out of Florida, and he uh, won't so be there. Let's go, Rob. So, he but he won't be there, Jesse. I don't think. I, I'm serious, man. This kid three weeks ago was barely mentioned 
in the top 15 players, or the top 10 players. Now, and this, this could be rumor, you know, because rumors are, uh, are, are alive and well more so now than any other time because of the unique, unique situation in the draft. But that C.J. Henderson, when they first mentioned him, I, I don't know how you felt, Jesse, but I was like, man, this is what we need. A big guy, 6'1", 204, or, uh, whatever. he's over 200 pounds, uh, long arms. He He's what you're looking at, a traditional corner in these days, man. And so who would challenge one-on-one? So here we go. Uh, there's other guys out there, but that that was the guy I was I, I was I was salivating for that kid, man. So so Nate, you I don't think they'll have to they'll have to move up if they want to get him. Uh, just the way everybody's starting to push him in these last few uh, days and these last weeks. I mean, like I say, a lot of people will holler things. You know, hey, we, we like this guy. We doing this and, and trying to position themselves in a different way. But uh, I don't think teams can afford to do that this year because. Uh, with the unique situation of the virtual draft, you know, you me- you measure him jacking around with somebody else, and the person you really want be gone. So, uh, you may be just throwing things out here out here now, but huh, this thing gonna be moving fast, and it's gonna be furious, and people gonna be on the phone trying to, you know, cover up the phone. But you know what? This technology is something else. So you got to be precise in who you want and know who you want if they fall to you. But you wouldn't trade up. You wouldn't trade up. Who me? Not a, yeah. the reason I won't trade up in the, for a first, for a true first round pick, and this is what I'm thinking. Uh, C.J. Henderson, he's a true first round pick with a first round grade. I think nah, I wouldn't. No, if, if one spot, but Atlanta's at 16, so Atlanta's that's who you got to trade with somebody who won him. Atlanta is in the same situation as the Dallas Cowboys: all offense, no defense, and no special teams. So they're trying to fortify that. So you you got, you got to move up at least three spots, four spots, you know. So uh, I'm, I'm now you're talking you. about a third round pick. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't yeah, think they can you. afford to give up draft picks to move up a little bit. I think there's going to be guys nah. that can help them on the defense. I'd hate for them to to lose some of that draft capital that they could spend later because they, they need guys. They need more. They, they don't have – I don't think one player is going to put them over the top. So I don't think it's worth giving up, you know, draft picks to try to move up a couple of spots. Jess, I really like knowing what you're thinking on this. Yeah. Yeah, my, my biggest thing is is for the, for the Cowboys, they just have to be able to put themselves in a position – to compete defensively, I think I think what you get in, in, in Tank and that whole defense, they're 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 going to be a lot put on their shoulders. You're going to need those guys to step up and play big this year. I don't think you're going to have Dak Prescott and these virtual workouts or whatever they are for a long time. So when we finally get back to football, there's going to be the offense takes a little bit longer always to catch up to the defense. So if the season starts and our offense is still trying to find their legs, our defense is going to have to hold this thing down. And everything that's coming up into this, the new NFL is going to be guys passing the football 30, 35, 40 times a game. And if we're not able to cover on the back end, it doesn't matter what we have up front. They're going to have receivers running all open all over the place. We need some guy that's going to be able to be man-to-man, get up in your face, cover, and be able to run with some of these athletes that's down coming into the National Football League. So what you're saying is that splits, 
split second of jam or that redirect and making a guy think gives that defense alignment that extra step to get in there on that quarterback. Absolutely. Jesse, would you move up in this draft or from what you've seen, the depth of the talent, you know, obviously they need us. You, you want them to go after a safety or a cornerback. What would it take for you to move up? Or do you think they stay where they're at? Or do you think they should maybe uh, fall back a few spots and, and, and get some more picks? If the guy that they have actually really coveted is not available, man, I understand moving back a couple of picks because they need all the draft capital that they can actually get right now. Giving up later round picks to me is going to hurt this hurt this team. They need every single pick, not to necessarily hit, but they need every single one of their picks to be a contributor to their football team for the next in the next year or two. If this thing is going to take the next step in becoming a real uh, championship type team, so giving up draft picks is not going to help this team. They need a, they need so many players from this draft with low salaries with high impact on the field to help what's eventually going to have to be, you know, covering up for those big contracts that they gave Tank, that they gave Dak, that they're going to give Dak, that they gave Zeke, that they gave Amari. So if you're having guys in the draft or losing guys in the draft or draft places because you're moving up, I think that only hurts you. They need every draft pick in this draft and for every one of the draft picks that they pick to kind of have some success early on, quick, fast, and in a hurry. See, I, I don't think this... I, I, uh, you know, Kurt, you got go ahead on Kurt. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I, I just was saying I agree completely. I wouldn't be totally opposed to them trading down. I mean, if the guy they really don't covet is there and they think you can get him a couple picks later, I'd, I'm with Jesse. I'd, I'd take a couple extra picks later on uh, if they th- still think they can get their guy. But I, I definitely don't think it's worth moving up because they're not one guy away from, you know, changing things over or whatever. The, 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 the thing here is that I agree with Jesse 100% is you're not gonna hit on every one of these guys, but for you to for you to float somewhere else in this draft and not understand that your issue is defense, that you have a new offensive uh, head coach coordinators and defensive coordinator, that things through virtual is not gonna always be the, the smoothest way to do things. That's your only option that you have. You're gonna have to uh, do something defensively, not spectacular, but at least hold your own. Defensively, you just can't go out there and just be a, a seal and giving up point after point after point. I mean, uh, the coaches that are new in this league, we're putting in new systems, new offense and defensive coordinators. You are this is the first time that a coach that's got, say, like the Green Bay Packers or uh, 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 the Kansas City Chiefs or even uh, the, the Patriots by losing uh, their quarterback, they still have a jump because they have. Uh, infrastructure that's already in place. Cowboys don't have an infrastructure that's in place no more. How do you uh, let players know who you are as a coach if you never see them? So the first time they're going to have an impact of seeing you is maybe two months from now, three months from now. We don't know. So the, uh, we don't know who McCarthy is and we don't know what his culture is. You, I mean, uh, I can threaten Kurt all day on this, on this, on this, on this camera here, but Kurt, like, he ain't got no fear because I can't do nothing to him. <laughs> Why you got to bring me into this again? I just love you, Kurt. You my boy. You my boy. <laughs> oh. What do you think, Shannon? You haven't chimed in. 
Man, I I don't I don't think they should move up. I think there's going to be they have enough needs that they're good where they're at. If anything, trade back and, and maybe get some more picks. But from what everything we've heard about this coaching staff is, they're not going to try to jam people into schemes and they're not going to try to make people play different than what they're good at. It sounds like this coaching staff is going to evaluate the talent, say, you're good at this, so we want you to do this. We'll find somebody else to do this in this scheme or change the scheme to fit the personnel. So I think this may be one of the first drafts that we've had in a long time where you don't miss on a T.J. Watt because he doesn't fit what we're trying to do. He's talented as hell, and he's probably the most athletic person, but we're going to pass on him because he doesn't fit this. I think I – think this coaching staff, what all they said, they're going to draft the most talented guy. Now, I think they're probably going to go into this thinking we need to go defense. Um, and if a really talented offensive guy, hell, it wouldn't surprise me if, if you got one of these receivers everybody's talking about that's there. They may go that way. I just think this might be the first draft in a long time where you're you're actually getting the most talented athletic guy that's left on the board. So I think you – I think you sit where you're at. You see what falls to you. You get in the in the virtual room, I guess, with the coaches and the ownership and, and Will and Steven and Jerry, and you say, you know, we really need to go this way, but this is a guy that we could use, and this is how we could use him, and he's definitely the most talented. So I'm very interested in this draft for that reason alone. Nice. I agree 100%. I, I, you know – the, the thing that you don't like about this draft is that we have a new coaching staff and the systems are new. That Some of the systems are new offensively. All of the system is new defensively because they're going to be asking these guys to be more athletic, to be able to think above their shoulders a little bit more. They're going to scheme a little bit more. You know that it's coming. You know it ain't going to be single high safety. And here we set. It's going to be some different looks, some different ways. Techniques are got to be taught. Uh, that that may be a little bit more different than what the last coaching staff wanted. So uh, it, it, this this is an exciting time, and I know it's a scary time for the for the uh, Mr. Jones and his crew because you just you know you can you can interview all day, but until you put this thing into effect, you just don't know. And with draft picks, uh, you gotta allow Will McClay to say, "Okay, coach, I see what you like, I see what you want." And you gotta let Will McClay go out there and, and, and really earn his check, you know. Uh, because it'll be more about what him and his scouts say or see than more so than the coaches because they ain't been able to get out there at all. Film is all they've been able to watch. Well, let's take our first break, fellas. Let's, uh, when we come back, let's get into, we'll do a little more draft talk. Uh, Dak Prescott's name uh, has come up yet again in the news um, about not participating in uh, uh, virtual workouts. I talked to Gerald McCoy over the weekend. Uh, also talked to Justin March. That that interview hasn't come out yet. And then a really good mailbag question came uh, came through. Um, who on the team has the potential to break out the most under this coaching staff? I think that's a real interesting question because I can think of about three or four guys off the top of my head that I think may really benefit from a fresh start with this coaching staff. And I want to get y'all's – Y'all's feedback on uh, who you think could could be 
have a huge breakout year under this new coaching staff. So we'll take a take a couple minutes break. When we come back, we'll get to all of that and more, and we'll let Jesse talk in the next segment on Hanging with the Boys. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Where Thanksgiving means spending the day with 100,000 of your closest family and friends to watch the game live. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships show us what success looks like. Where we're all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans have the power to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America. Copyright 2019, Bank of America Corporation. So, you're shopping, and that's when you see it. Aisle 23. Dr. Pepper stacked from top to bottom as far as the eye can see. The phrase too good to be true comes to mind, yet there it is. A rich, delicious Dr. Pepper paradise. Wait, did did that can of Dr. Pepper just open itself for you? They all are. As if to say, so nice to treat you. And even though it feels weird to talk to a can, you pick one up and say, it's so nice to be treated. Dr. Pepper. So nice to treat you. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score, September 2019. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today in the Stadium Pro Shop or at Stetson.com. Back to Hanging with the Boys. We are back live from the SWBC Mortgage Bedroom in Frisco, Texas. At least that's where I'm at. I know you guys are all over the place, all over the DFW area. We've, I think we've got north, south, east, and west represented. Um, join us for the Dallas Cowboys Draft Live presented by Miller Lite on April the 23rd. That is this Thursday at 7 p.m. We can now announce it. The cat is out of the bag. It will be hosted by huge Cowboys fan Jamie Foxx and Demarcus Ware. Uh, the annual draft party has been reimagined into a virtual format for 2020 with exclusive draft coverage, front office and player interviews, and more available to fans everywhere. For details and to watch live, go to DallasCowboys.com slash draft live. We'll talk about that more in a second. But, Kurt, you've got something to do with the draft as well, right? Yeah, you can still get our uh, annual draft guide. Um, digital versions available. Um, local, some of our regional stores do have the print copies, but uh, this will give you all the information you need on the Cowboys draft, uh, positions, uh, breakdowns of what they need, what they don't have. Um, also, our mock drafts, the great David Hellman uh, gave us his first round picks. 
And a lot of history. This is our 60th anniversary. We've got some great hist historical stuff on uh, what we've done with the 17th pick before, as well as um, kind of the days of the draft day trades under Landry and Brent, uh, Gil Brandt and uh, Tech Schramm. So check it out. Go to uh, DallasCowboys.com slash star, and you can get the digital version or uh, see some store locations. DallasCowboys.com slash star. Thank you. Speaking about this draft party, I don't know – how up to date you are with all this that's been going on, Kurt, all the behind the scenes stuff, Jesse, Nate, I know you guys probably don't know a lot about it, but the last basically two weeks from the time I get up till the time the emails stop coming in, I have been on nonstop calls, video conference calls about this draft party, trying to get it secure. And I know uh, Matt Kent that's Makes all the magic yeah. happen on all these podcasts. I robot, I robot's I robot going crazy. Kit. He's uh, he's got a big part to do in this in this live draft party. Uh, Beam that's oh, that's running the man in the uh, production board right now on the call on the uh, podcast with us. He's got a lot to do with this stuff. So if anything screws up, it is their fault. So you can <laughs> eat, I'll give out his email address that's on the next podcast on Monday. And you can email him if it if it if it goes south. It's Matt Kent's fault. So, but no, it's actually going to be if we pull this thing off, which there's no doubt in my mind that we will. It is going to be one of the coolest things that we have ever done since I've been here, and I've been here a long time, and we've done some really cool stuff. But to pull this thing together and and do it all virtually and not be in the same building and the same meeting rooms to talk about this and do it all um, virtually is is going to be a huge feat and it's going to be really cool with DeMarcus. He's super fired up. I've talked to him a couple of times about it. Um, Jamie Fox, is all, he's been a Cowboy fan his whole life. Um, we're going to have call-ins from players. Um, hopefully some celebrities are going to call in and it's going to be a good time. So if you are around and don't have anything to do Thursday night, check it out. Uh, you can see it on all of our social channels. I think the first 30 minutes of it will be broadcast on our social channels, and then you can catch it on DallasCowboys.com for the duration of the draft. So check it out. It's going to be really cool. It's, it's going to be very cool. I, you know, I wonder if this is something they'll keep doing going forward, even if uh, things kind of return to normal, because it's it's got potential to be great. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Looking and forward I, to it. And, yeah, me too. And I know kind of the behind-the-scenes stuff that's going on and kind of the way that this is going to work. But Jesse and Nate, I kind of want to get – Jesse, we'll start with you. Kind of want to get y'all's feedback. What do you, you – we know how we normally watch the draft. With everything being virtual and you're not, you're not getting the red carpet and you're not getting all the players in the green room and all that stuff, what are you expecting from kind of, I guess, a fan point of view from the draft this year? different fan bases across the country that are still going to be locked in because they're waiting to see you. Right. Yeah, and so then, a, and then on, on top of that, with it being 32 uh, teams uh, uh, being represented in their fans, you know, uh, 
this will be more video than we've ever seen, my fellas. Uh, when that, when the first pick of the draft, uh, Joe Burrows, they'll probably shoot a video cam of his of his home and maybe where, what he's doing with his family or his ten members or less in his house. But then it'll be a barrage of highlights of Joe Burrows winning the national championship and so on and so forth. So uh, that it's it's going to be unique. But you know the NFL will not let you down. With with a lot of uh, with with a lot of things that they do, Kurt, I'm what kind are of you interested. as far as a kind of a, a a work type deal? What what are you going to be doing on the draft? Or do you have anything to do with any part of I the draft? I don't have any. You just kind of yeah, watching as a fan, right? Most of our work's already done. I mean, if Nick needs, if the web guys need some help, I'll definitely uh, jump in. But they're they're so good at what they do, I'm not sure they they will need the help. Um, what I'm kind of interested in, you know, some of the stuff I've been reading is these mock drafts just may be totally off. I mean, there's this theory that you get all these scouts together at these pro days and they sort of form this group think about, you know, this, this player's, you know, these are the, how the players are ranked. This player is better than that one. Well, you don't really have that interaction this year. It's all, everything's so separate. There weren't any pro days. And some people are kind of believing that you're not going to have this group think. So you may see some real changes of what uh, the experts, the so-called experts, uh, the way they think these mock drafts are going to fall. It may, it may be quite a bit different. I think that's going to be kind of an interesting aspect to this year's draft that you don't have in previous ones. Because if you go to NFL.com, uh, Shannon, Kurt, and Jesse, they have four. They have eight guys that they consensusly think are first-round picks. Then they have another uh, one, two, three, four, five, six guys that they're saying first or second round picks. So virtually they, these guys will be high first round picks. I mean, low first round picks, high second round picks. So a lot of guys, I'm with you, Kurt. A lot of these time, a lot of these guys are out on their own for the first time as experts because uh, they're not gathering, they're not forming, they're not. Uh, uh, getting together, saying, "Okay, what do you got on your board? What are you guys looking like? What what what, what you think about this guy?" So, uh, you know, we 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 like the Xavier kid from Bama, but as I look on this thing, it's no there's nowhere on here where he's a, a, a day one pick. As far as what NFL.com is saying, there's just yeah, one of a, many outlets that has a view of a player. That's a great theory, Kurt, because if you think about it. A lot of, you know, a lot of people in the media that do these mock drafts, they have, you know, their people they talk to. They have people that are in the building. They have people they form relationships with over the years. Well, those people hear a lot of water cooler talk, you know, and whether they're in the scouting department or whether they're in the front office or whatever. You, you know, you, you walk by your buddy that's in your scouting department and you hear him having a conversation about a guy and it turns you on to that guy and you're like, oh, I'm going to go check him out and I'm going to go watch some film or I'm going to, and then you kind of, you keep hearing the same names over and over and that winds up kind of, you know, if you're a source, then you wind up telling that to your guy. Well, like you said, you don't have those conversations because you're not in the same building. Everything you hear is in a formal, I guess, kind of virtual meeting setting. So you're not having a lot of these casual conversations about this guy and this guy. So yeah, everything you Pro days, right? When these scouts are at these pro days across mm -hmm. the country, there's these, you know, almost these locker room talks or 
you're in the same airport as another scout or another GM or so on or something like that. So you have these casual conversations, as Jason Garrett used to say, over a couple lemonades. And that kind of, you know, that kind of almost tips the hand uh, sometimes what teams are looking for, what teams are maybe going. And so you got a better understanding. So with all that being eliminated, you know, to Kurt's point, you absolutely have a different all around perspective of what may be happening, who may be going where, who may be picking what, because these guys are just like us. We're, we're all sequestered in our homes and you don't have those because you, you can get a feel for a guy. You know, you've, you've all sat with guys and had conversation with guys. You'd be like, oh, he's lying. Or you've known a guy long enough to know that when he's telling the truth or when he's not telling the truth. So, you know, not having that face to face interaction, whether it be at someone's pro day in an airport, at a bar, at a restaurant, somewhere, somehow throughout all these travels, these scouts and GMs, they just they just don't have that face to face interaction anymore. So even even the reporters, the insiders who are at these pro days uh, and at these same bars and these same hotels, they don't have that access either. So there's probably going to be a lot of hit and misses when it comes to what what are the you know what are the scouts saying opposed to what are the quote unquote experts saying or what are the team actually picked. So it's going to be an interesting interesting um, Thursday Friday, uh, especially those first two rounds because we're all going to be tuned in. You got 32 teams, 32 fan bases invested. And what this draft is is is, is, uh, is going to do, and we're all looking for for something. We're looking for something new and refreshing when, in terms of sports. You know, of course, we all watched last night the the, the documentary of the Bulls, so we're all going to be tuned in for the NFL draft. I mean, the NFL is king in America. You know, when I, when, I, when 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 you look at this, when you look at this, like you keep seeing me to turn my head and and you know, and I named out. Possible first round picks defensively, and I'm, you know, you name out possible first round picks offensively, and uh, for the first time by by us um, being in this virtual world, uh, you don't have a top ten set of guys or a top five. You know, you you know, the only person we know is Chase Young, and in in the Burrows. After that, we don't know. I mean, even Tua. Name has been tossed around as far as is getting down uh, to possible six pick with San Diego and, and, and guys like that. So for the first time, you you can't just lock in and say, "Hey, this is a this is how it's gonna go for at least the first two or three picks." You you just don't know this year. Yep. All right, that's enough for draft talk. I want to get into. Let's finish this show stronger than we ever have. We need to talk about Dak Prescott. <laughs> We need to talk about Gerald McCoy. We need to talk about uh, that awesome mailbag question. Let's do all that. Let's take our break now. That way, the last 20 minutes of this show, we can just bring it. You guys with me? We bringing it this last segment? Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Jesse's back. Okay. Then we'll bring it. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to bring it on Hanging with the Boys. Planning your next family vacation? Make it Dreams Playa Mujeres Golf Resort and Spa. Enjoy the perks of unlimited luxury at this all-sweet beachfront haven where gourmet meals, premium drinks, and activities are all included. Only 10 minutes from downtown Cancun, Dreams is situated on a private white sand beach. Soak in the views from the infinity pool, pamper yourself at our spa, or enjoy family time at the Lazy River and Water Park. Book your stay today at Dreams Playa Mujeres by visiting dreamsresorts.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? 
Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. The Cowboys way. Where Thanksgiving means spending the day with 100,000 of your closest family and friends to watch the game live. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships show us what success looks like. Where we're all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans have the power to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America. Copyright 2019, Bank of America Corporation. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... It's right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score September 2019. Hanging with the boys. We're back. SWBC Mortgage Bedroom here in Frisco, Texas. With my guys, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, Nate Newton. Closing out the show strong. But first, go to wingstop.com now to get that undeniable deliciousness delivered right to your door. Your choice of 11 mouthwatering flavors like zesty lemon pepper, mango habanero, or spicy Korean Q, all available in boneless or classic Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. All right, fellas. Hey, I, I got a quick question. Can I ask a quick okay. question, derail things? Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, Jesse, so you've had the Cowboys gear behind you, and you've had Carolina gear behind you. What's that behind you today? Yeah. That's old fourth and long gear right there. Those are the uh, old hoodies right there from when we were. Yeah, that's my fourth and long jerseys right there. It's a little fourth and long poster up there. These are the. Let me uh, pull this up. This was the. This was the. Uh, we had a game. This black helmet was a game where everyone that got eliminated got brought back for this one game, and if they outplayed you, they were gonna get your spot. Um, and you know, if they didn't outplay you, they got back on the bus and went home. And this was our. Kind of every day, uh, you know, every game type helmet right here, the yeah. the old helmet. So this was the X's versus the O's, and I wore number 83 during that time. That's the number that they gave me. Uh, so, yeah, so that's the uh, that's the good old right. fourth and long uniform back there. I wasn't sure if that was fourth and long or a high school thing or what. No, that's fourth and long right there. All right, good deal. That's All right. awesome. That's really Sorry, cool. Shannon. Go ahead. All right, Kurt, where do you want to go? We got Dak Prescott, we got Gerald McCoy, and we got the mailbag question. Well, I, I did want to get your feelings on on the latest news on Dak. Seems like every week we have something news on Dak. But, uh, you know, it's kind of come out that he he's not going to participate in, in any of these virtual off-season meetings or, or anything like that. I guess if there were OTAs or something, maybe he wouldn't be involved in that. Um I know he's trying to gain leverage for his, uh, you know, to work out a long-term contract, but I got to wonder, is this, is this hurting him more than it's helping him? What do you guys think? 
If it hurts Dak, it hurts the team. That's just the bottom line. If it hurts Dak, it hurts everything offense, and it hurts everything defense. Because right now you need Dak in there because until, you know, we talked about a, a lot in the first few minutes of the show about defense, defense, defense. Well, if he was at least there doing the virtual things, trying to uh, gather all he can gather and, and have his little one-on-ones with the coaches over the phone or whatever, uh, he can at least be even with everybody because uh, they're they going to need every, every, every man they can get. But he already has leverage, so... I guess is I guess you can get more leverage. I don't I don't know. I would, but I just wonder, from a team standpoint, you're if he's not going to be ready, if he's not doing you know the system or whatever, and they franchise him for one more year, does he lose leverage because he may not be as prepared, or like you said, that may hurt the team? I mean, is that? It, it, I don't know. I just wonder if it's hurting him. This, this, this cannot bode well. You fired your coach. Brought in a coach that you thought said, "Okay, we need to, we we can't go backwards. You, we have to do this today." And you did that with your quarterback in mind. So if it hurts Dak, I mean, who signed, who got him signed a, a deal for thirty million, and then okay, if you franchise the next year, it's gonna be about thirty nine million. So who, who is it hurting? It's hurting the players that's a part of that team. It's hurting the fans. I mean, you 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 cannot let this linger. If, if if it's about trying to show the fans that you're trying to win now, I don't and I don't get into the negotiations. That's between Mr. Jones and Dak. But if Dak's not there, who's your next option? Yeah, it bothers sure. it bothers me a little bit or well, a lot because I think this season more than any other season the way things are going and everything's going to be virtual, like you're not getting to spend that time on the field with your guys. So you need every opportunity, whether it's meetings, whether it's interaction with coaches, what through virtual interviews, interaction with players through virtual interviews, like you need every, you need to be around this team and this coaching staff as much as you possibly can, because everything's new. You don't know anything and everybody is already going to be a little bit behind the curve this season because of, of not being able to be in the facility, not being able to have. Then pay the man his money. If you, <laughs> you want him it, there, pay the it. man his money. Here's the thing. You said it. This hurts no one but the Dallas Cowboys. And here's why. Because if he decides to sign his franchise tenure, right, $33 million, and this season doesn't go as well as planned, once you become a starting quarterback in the National Football League, Dak will have the opportunity, even if they franchise him again next year, for almost $40 million. So that's two years for $70 million, 70-something million dollars on a guy. If you decide to let him walk, that's what's going to happen. He's going to go somewhere else in the National Football League and sign a long-term deal. And now that puts you back in rebuilding mode because now you have to go back on the market and find another quarterback. Look at the quarterbacks in the last 30 years that's been drafted in the first round. Only a small percentage of them have actually been drafted in the first round and had uh, uh, long-term success in the National Football League. Finding a quarterback is one of the most essential pieces in building a team in the, in the NFL. 
You have one. You have one right here. And the longer you prolong this thing, and the longer you go into this thing, the more he's going to be away from this team and not doing virtual workouts. I don't blame him for not doing virtual workouts. You, he's done everything you've asked him to do up to this point. Now he's asking you to do what you're supposed to do and sign me to a long-term deal that I see fits what I want to do. And if you don't, then you find yourself in a situation where you're going to have to look for a new quarterback. He's going to have an opportunity in the league again to start for a team. I just, I know that for a fact. Teams are going to look at, do I go draft a guy uh, out of college in a year or two who I don't know? Or do I take a guy who has four, five, six years of experience who had a bad situation in Dallas who we think can be a starter for us? So he'll get an opportunity again to start in this league the Cowboys have to worry about if we go and then they won't be they won't be bad enough. The Cowboys in the next two years won't be bad enough to get themselves in a position to go and get a guy like uh, a Lawrence or someone else in the draft that may come up. They won't be that bad. They'll be somewhere where they're at right now. And most of the time, those type of quarterbacks don't get to 17. You lucked up with getting the guy in the fourth round in Dak Prescott. And if you look over your history from the Dallas Cowboys, they don't have a great history of quarterbacking. Yes, you have uh, you have Roger, you have Troy, and then it, after Troy, you went through a, a long list of, of failures at the quarterback position, and you lucked up on a guy in Tony Romo who you got undrafted, and then you lucked up again on a guy in the fourth round. I don't know if they have. The, I, I don't know if Jerry's manufacturing four leaf clovers, but I doubt you're able to get that lucky again to find a guy who can come in and be a starter that you got in the fourth round. And as bad as you may have thought Kirk Cousins was, Washington is in that cycle right now. Yeah. The Redskins are in that cycle just good enough or just bad enough to be picking way down low. And now you got a chance to pick in the second round and you got a kid last year in the first round with maybe the 17th, 18th, or 20th pick. You don't like this kid. You let him come up for discussion. Now you're talking about being uh, – you won't chase young, but you still have to give consideration to a tour. That, you don't want to be there. You don't want to be there. And uh, so I, I, I – Kirk Cousins – to me, Kirk Cousins is a perfect example. The Redskins didn't want him. He had a, a so-so year with, with Minnesota last uh, – a year or so ago. Last year, they found a groove with this kid. And so they went into the second round. Quarterback is the essential. I'm with you, just essential to what you're trying to do and how you're trying to have longevity as a winning program. Don't you guys think, too, if – I mean, you, you, you've groomed that now for several years and you've kind of the last year or two, you, you've painted yourself into a corner by saying, he's our guy, he's our guy. We're going forward, he's our guy. We're building this team around him. If you don't sign him to a long-term deal, isn't that kind of just wasting the last five to six years of of this of, of the talent on this team? Because you you've been saying for the last two to three years, this is our guy. We're going forward with this guy. Now all of a sudden, if you let him go, that's kind of you've just kind of thrown out the window what your long-term plan is, right? Absolutely. You know what, brother? Ain't gonna add none to take away, man. This is either this is either make or break for the Dallas Cowboys and how they gonna handle this situation because you bring in another quarterback and this guy gonna have to be elite and and 
And even though it was a lot of quarterbacks when this started that was out there free, older guys and young, it was nobody that you can say, hey, he's that much better than than, than that. So, I, 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 like I said, I don't get into negotiations. I don't know what's holding the negotiations up, whether it's years or whether it's um, money per year or guarantees. I don't know what's holding I'll it up. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this right now. I can name a couple teams who will be looking for a quarterback if they decide to franchise Dak for two years straight. After this, after his two years up here in Dallas, if they don't give him a long-term deal, you got you to gotta suspect Bruce Arians and Tampa Bay will be looking for a quarterback in two years when Tom Brady retires. The New Orleans Saints with Sean Payton will be looking for a quarterback in two years um, if, 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 uh, when, when, uh, when Drew Brees retires. I'm pretty sure uh, that a team like the Colts will be looking for a quarterback in two years after Phillip Rivers retires or they move on without him. There are a couple teams. San Diego might be still looking for a quarterback in two years if things don't work out. There will be Pittsburgh will probably be looking for a quarterback in two years if things don't work out or Ben Roethlisberger decided to retire. There are a lot of teams, good football teams, who will be looking for a young starting caliber quarterback in two years if the Cowboys can't get him locked up. Don't 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 think for one second that these other teams won't throw him a but a boatload of cash and see if he'll and see if he'll leave Dallas. See if he won't right, leave let's Dallas. Move, let's move on. We got a few minutes left in the show. We'll go we'll go a little bit over since we didn't get started until a little bit late. Two things I want to get to. One, I was able to talk to Gerald McCoy uh, over the weekend, um, and one thing that really stood out to me that he said, and Nate, I can't wait to get your opinion on this because you've been you've been screaming for a big, fat, greasy guy in the middle that you want, and it sounds like we got him. <laughs> sounds like we got a couple of them. Uh, but one thing that stood out to me when I talked to Gerald was he's lost 20 pounds in the offseason. And he said he feels better, his knees feel a lot better, he feels healthy, and he wants to try to uh, elongate his career. He's talked to some people in the past, um, and he thinks he can do that by coming in a little bit lighter. Now, that kind of goes against why we, I guess, Nate, why you wanted a, a big run stopper. Is 20 pounds on a guy that clogs up the middle, Is that does that worry you a little bit that he's coming in and he's wanting to slim up a little bit, or is that going to make him oh. better because he's going to be able to be more athletic and agile? Jeremy McCoy is a three technique. So he'll, he'll be playing with Malik Collins play that over either guard. So – uh that that's good that's great uh he, he he's savvy he plays hard that, that 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 is my deal he's smart and he plays hard he's a veteran type guy we got him here for a year or so as a stopgap until they can sign something better or, or, or draft something that is is worthy uh to show tristan hill what he what a three technique should look like and act as a professional uh you got done terry pope man that's a poke-eating man. That's a beef-eating man. That's a sourdough-eating man. So I ain't worried about that. The one technique is taken care of. Me and that man, we are, I already done got some things. Go in the corral, here we come. Me and Dontario Pope. <laughs> so that, I guess that was that was my question, too. So, you know, McCoy's not really that stop-gap beef in the middle. Nah. You, you want him pushing up field and rushing? Yeah, yeah he's a three-technique, man. And if he can bend that edge... That gives that, especially when he's playing uh, right next to uh, Lawrence. When when you got the, when you just can't turn protection to a guy like Lawrence and let him deal with things one on one because you have 
uh, Gerald McCoy that's getting up that field. That is what made the previous coaching staff successful when they was in their heyday with Tampa Bay was they was making things happen with Warren Sapp. We never got Warren Sapp. Now, Jerry McCoy is not Warren Sapp, but he has some of those same tendencies, and maybe he's savvy enough and can, that we can keep him fresh enough during the game that he can affect end of games. What, yes. what else did you take from that, Shannon? Did you, it sounded like you had a good conversation with him. Yeah, um, real energetic guy. He, he kind of just talking to him, he reminded me of, of, uh, of a defensive Nate Newton back in the day. He said that he, he takes football and his craft very, 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 very seriously, and he's dedicated, but he still likes to have fun. And he kind of alluded to, you know, fans in the past have, have sometimes gotten frustrated with him because um, he – football is football and he takes it very seriously but he he also likes to you know enjoy himself and and have fun and and you know have a personality and you know but he was basically saying don't get it twisted just because i'm i'm cutting up and having fun and joking around doesn't mean that i don't take the game serious and that you know i'm 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 putting in the work i'm doing all of this so that was one thing that kind of stood out um and another thing that stood out is he, he basically echoed what we've heard about this coaching staff. They're not going to ask him to try to fit into a system. They're going to ask they're going to ask him to do what he does the best, and that's get up the field and, and be who he is, and not try to make him fit into a you know slot him into something that he's not. So that was that was encouraging because not now not only have we heard that from the coaching staff, but we've also heard it from from players. So I think that was that you know those were the kind of the big things that, that I took out of it, he said that he's been talking to Tank, that he's had a relationship with him from a previous Pro Bowl, uh, and that you know him and Tank have, have talked a lot since he's been on the team. Um, said he's, he's basically hasn't been to Dallas yet. He hasn't left Tampa, um, but he's talked to the coaching staff, I think, once through virtual meetings. Um, so yeah, a lot of real encouraging things. I, I, I was impressed. He's a real personable guy. Um, Got five kids, um, helping them homeschool during the day right now. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to to see what he can do. Man, I'm gonna tell you something. We 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 have to believe that this coaching staff and that Mr. Jones, especially defensively and in special teams, you 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 literally saying, hey man, we believe that y'all got the right guys that that's gonna that you're gonna. Take these guys and fit them into your scheme, or allow these guys to play within your scheme and flourish. Because, like Jesse said earlier, uh, by this thing being virtual, by offenses being a, a tick slower and getting into a groove and, and building a unity and being on the same page, and with Dak sitting out of all these virtual things, which I don't really don't believe, Dak. I really don't believe. So uh, <laughs> here we go. Yeah, I don't believe Dak sitting out, Dak. Dak too smart for that. He he may not uh, be on there when everybody else on there, but Dak gonna look at that thing. He I just believe that in him. All right, and the last question before we before we get out of here. This was a mailbag question this week. Um, start with you, Jesse. Who do you think? And you might even pick a couple of guys, two or three guys, one guy, whatever you want to do. Who do you think has the potential with this new coaching staff to to have a breakout season this year? Uh, the first thing that comes to my mind, 
tight end TE1, Blake Jarwin. He finally gets his opportunity to be TE1. Doesn't have to look over his shoulder. Doesn't have to worry about the gold jacket Hall of Famer uh, stealing any of his reps or uh, not being able to get the full potential of, of, of practices and games. I think now he has an opportunity to, to, to everything is on him. He gets, to, he gets the number one choice. Think about this. Jason Witten had 60-plus catches last year. Think about if you give a guy who's a little bit more athletic, a, little, a lot younger, who has a little bit more horsepower and juice in his motor than Jason Witten's. If Blake Jarwin gets 65 catches this year, I think this is a guy... 65 catches for a guy like Blake Jarwin who has a ton of athleticism. When you see him play, how he break tackles, how he can go up and compete, catch the ball at a high point, uh, in indoor contact, and can run. I'm not saying he's running Davis in his prime, but he can run. He can take those eight-yard hitch routes, break a tackle, and turn them to 20, 25, 30 yards. I think he is going to have an opportunity, even if he get, if he doesn't get 60, if he gets 40 of those. I mean, this is a guy who can have anywhere from six, seven, eight hundred yards and a a, a a a boatload of touchdowns, especially in the red zone. He has a chance, and I think he will uh, uh, to break out this year. Got a little money in his pocket now. Not not worried about all those different things. Where my, where my next dollar going to come from? He's kind of set. Te one is his deal. He gets all the first shots. Blake Jarwin is my uh, is my breakout player for this year. Kurt, who's your guy? Well, I'll take, uh, I guess maybe it's the low-hanging fruit, but uh, you hope maybe a guy like Lewis will get a chance now. I think in some ways he was overlooked by the, the previous uh, coaches some just because of his size. I mean, what is he, 5'10", 5'11", maybe at the most. Um, and they wanted to, you know, they wanted big, tall, rangy corners, and that just, he didn't fit the bill physically, but... He kept coming up big, you know. He, he he seemed to make the big plays when we needed him. He had some turnovers. Maybe this uh, uh, regime, coaching regime, will kind of overlooked the physical aspects of it and just can flat out see what he does on the field. This might be his opportunity to really step up, especially now, you know, they, they're they weak in the secondary. They need some help. Maybe this is a guy that'll get a chance to prove himself and really get a chance to step up and, and contribute even more. Nate? Who's your guy? Here we go, baby. Here we go. Zeke is back. Okay, your quarterback had at the virtual meetings, but Zeke is there, baby. So who you going <laughs> to lean on? Hey, who you going to lean on? Who you going to get that ball to in the passing game? Who you going to get that ball to in the running game? Hey, go Zeke slash Tony Pollard. Look for our running backs to come alive and be positive. Not alive and, and situational, but alive and positive. You hear me, Shannon? Do you hear me? I hear you, and you know what? You know what's funny? I have, I have four guys: Blake Jarwin, Jordan Lewis, and I was gonna say Tony Pollard was gonna be my other one because uh, I think this coaching staff is gonna find a way to get him more involved in the offense. Um, I think he's a weapon that they haven't even scratched the surface on. And we heard when he came in as a rookie, before he even stepped foot on the field. The guys were talking about how fast he got to the next level, how quick he was. The defensive guys were, were really impressed with him, and I, I don't think they've even touched his potential yet. So I think he's a big one. But I'm going to go with kind of a, an old dog, and I'm probably it's probably because I personally want the man to do good. But I think, I think Tyrone Crawford. I'm gonna I'm gonna say him, and the reason why is he's had a full off season and half a season to 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 have surgeries and get things right. 
I know he's he's getting up there for a, for a you know a football player in age, and he's coming off double hip surgery and, and some other things. Titanium, baby, titanium steel. <laughs> if he can get through that, I think I think they. Uh, I think since the time he got here, with the exception of his rookie year and maybe his second year, they have tried to put him in positions that they needed him to fill and not let him be the player that he is. And I think with this new coaching staff and everything we've heard is they're going to – they're gonna this resets the board. With Jordan Lewis, it resets the board for whatever reason. He couldn't get on the field with the old coaching staff, and we all thought he should be. Um, I think – this reset. This is going to reset a lot of guys. They're going to come in this coaching staff with, you know, no, you know, no preconceived notions. They're going to look at the film. They're going to look at the player, and they're going to go, "You should be playing, and here's how you should be playing." I hope what they do with Tyrone is, "Hey, this is the kind of guy you are. This is how we're going to use you. We're not going to try to make you play here or here because we don't have another guy to to fill that position. We're going to let you play to your strengths." So. That's I agree with everything every one of you guys said, and then I'm going to throw an extra guy in there and say Tyrone Crawford. So that's my that's yeah. my dark horse. So. I like your Zeke like man Pollard pick there. Zeke yeah, man. Zeke. Yeah, I think you know, I, I, I'm gonna tell y'all something, man. Zeke gets plenty. I'm gonna tell y'all something, man. Pollard. Pollard. Man, y'all y'all you know what man? I'm gonna knock on your door one day, and you're gonna come out there and think it's a FedEx pass. It's gonna be Nate New. I'm telling you, <laughs> Zeke. I'm telling you, man. Bring Zeke, Tony this Pollard is what's going to make this team go, man. Zeke, baby. <laughs> Zeke, uh, I agree. Zeke makes the team go. Zeke has been the team. Zeke has handed uh, – he uh, had uh, more carries than who knows who meant last year. He don't need more. Uh, he need Pollard. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. It's not that he's going to get more carries. It's this coach going to know how to use him. Whenever a coach of this nature – like Coach uh, McCarthy, or you say the coach that just won the past Super Bowl, uh, even the coach with the Fortnite, when they have an elite running back slash with a guy like Tony Pollard, this thing is going to be unreal, especially with Dak maybe set, possibly not there or under the virtual deal where he's not being a part of this. Who, who are you going to lean on? Who are you going to lean on? I'm telling you now, you guys better get on board. And sign up, man. I robot. I want you to have a little Zeke thing next time you come. Have a little Zeke package together. Thank you. All right, fellas. We got the draft on Thursday. Tune in, 7 o'clock. Jamie Fox, DeMarcus Ware will be hosting. Cannot wait to get back on the air on Monday to see what all draft picks we got and talk about and grade the draft. Nate, thank you for bringing it as always. Jesse. Thanks for coming, I gotta man. give a shout Good out. I gotta you. give a birthday shout out to my guy Mike Peter Don. Hit me up on Twitter. His birthday. Happy birthday, Mike Peter Don. Happy Is he some kid to Zeke? Is he some kid to Zeke? No. <laughs> Kurt, glad to hear everything yes, checked out and you doing good. Yep. And Kurt, you hate good. Zeke. Good. You hate I Zeke, Kurt. I don't hate Zeke. Uh, Matt, Zeke. I. I, Robot Kent, thank you for keeping us on the air. Thank you, Chris, Matt. thanks for chipping in and helping. Thanks, Matt. Get, to, get that, get that uh, montage together for Zeke. There you go. <laughs> we will be back on Monday. Hang in with the boys. Zeke, 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 Zeke. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!